Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Chris. I'm doing well. For today, I wanted to talk about feelings. I love talking about feelings. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I know that that's, you know, something that we've been talking about recently in our work. Yeah. And it's a big topic in the world around us as well. I know that we've, um, you know, been listening to Brene Brown and her podcasts and talking about the importance of being able to express feelings and, and, and emote and yeah. how there seems to be so much lack of, of, of awareness around the multitude of, of feelings and healthy ways to express feelings. And I think we can agree as we sit here in early November, 2023, the world's, the world continues to go quite literally mad right. with, um, with binary feelings only. Right. Um, and, uh, whether that's anger or aggression, those might be the only two that we see when we go on our favorite news website or, or listen to the news or watch the news. And, um, and so I want to talk about feelings from yeah. someone who knows who is a pro on the, <laughs> the, on the, on the full rainbow of feelings. Well, what do you think about that as a topic? I, <laughs> you know, it's like, we didn't talk beforehand because, and I'm totally surprised, you know, like, <laughs> um, and I will even add on to that, uh, emotions feelings, emotions, basically the, the, the same thing. And it's funny that you said like, yeah, that's, are there only two? Because, um, referencing Brene Brown, she, I believe is probably the one that's done the most research in this area. And I am just a huge fan and follower of Brene Brown's work and her books and, um, her podcasts and, and all of that. And in particular, the book that she most recently wrote, which is Atlas of the Heart, which really defines, I don't know if it's 87 different emotions, mm -hmm. which is mind blowing because most people can only think of three feelings or emotions, happy, sad, or pissed off, which is kind of what you said. I just, you know, at some point, People do feel happy, but it's more so sad, angry, or pissed off, you know? Mm. And so um, I absolutely love this work because a lot of being able to um, be at rest or um, show up the best that you can possibly show up, which is the work that we want to help people do in coaching and, and development is really about awareness uh, around what you're feeling or the emotions that are, um, you know, within you. And if we can't even label them correctly, like if we can't even like take the time to say like, am I pissed off or am I irritated? Am I irritated or am I really like um, disappointed? You know, so um, 
uh, for any viewers that want to dig deeper into that, Atlas of the Heart is a wonderful, almost kind of like um, workbook to, mm -hmm. to, to help in understanding that. So, um, yeah, where do you want to start, Chris? Because as you can see, like, I'm... <laughs> Well, we're... I'm all in. And I'll say one more thing. There is no more leaving your feelings or emotions at the door. Ain't happening. Like, what so door? organizations are like. Yeah, what door? I was not, asking. Yeah. You can't parse that part off of you. You know, like, it is just so much of all of us. So we have to get comfortable in this in this space. Yeah. So, well, we're, we're going, we're off. We, don't worry. There's, there's no further intro required. A few things that, that what you were just sharing bring to mind. And I think my study of feelings and emotions is, is, is not where, where yours is. And, and I'm, you know, consistently learning from, from you and, and the insights that you're garnering from a lot of the great experts. And I think we're sort of heralding right. Renee Brown is as the the you know as the top leader for us in this regard for both of us. Um, a couple of years ago, I was listening to a podcast, and we'll we'll make sure we get all of this in the show notes, both Atlas of the Heart and the and the um, insights from Brene Brown, but also we'll share this information because right now I'm going off the top of my head, but there was a very famous coach at Trinity College here where I am in in the Hartford area. And he was a very, very successful squash coach. In fact, he won a remarkable amount of championships and national championships. He's really a legend. And I listened to a podcast that he gave, and he said that he would walk over to one of his players during a match, and he would say, how are you feeling? And he said, inevitably, they would answer what the score was. And he said, I'm not asking you what the score is. I'm asking how you're feeling. Yeah. And I think it's only in a place where it's an excellent coach <laughs> and very bright students from, from Trinity College that could even respond to that in, in the heat of the moment. And he didn't just want to know the standard three feelings. He really wanted to understand what right. they were feeling so that it would not disrupt or could inspire what they were going to do next in the match. So yeah. you think about what a high level athletics coach that was, that right. was checking in with his players about how are you feeling right. and so that's a you know that's an interesting thing that that i want to talk about and i actually have to talk about this now too is that um you know indiana basketball legendary coach bob knight passed away recently and um mm -hmm. is being heralded for all the things that he was and the champion that he was and the brilliant mind that he was and I'm sure the caring soul that he was, I did not know the person, but, but it does demonstrate how coaching I think has changed over the decades since I was a young boy and, and looking up to him as the best coach, the best basketball coach in, in the world. And um, I guess I, I don't have the right to opine on what is right or wrong in that regard. However, you're seeing more coaches that are taking a very different approach to coaching now when they go into a huddle in colleges or in the pros or whatever it is. And I just, it struck me that that truly was an archetype of coaching that mm -hmm. was very, very different, not from just the executive coaching that you and I do, 
but from what the the coaching that we witness on our favorite sports teams, it is more to the players. Right. What are you seeing? How are you feeling? Now I'm right. sure there's a generation of listeners right now who are rolling their eyes or or throwing their iPhone out the window because you never ask a player how they're feeling. They're supposed to just do. Right, and, but and so, I mean, it, you know this. I mean, the the sports that you've been involved in and just, you know, you, you're, I, I learned from you in that regard. It's just like the, um, there's so many leadership practices from really amazing sports coaches that can be paralleled with the leadership coaching that, that we do. But, um, I mean, it, it's the same with the, the, the training and what we talk about with positive intelligence. You know, just with positive intelligence, we're working on our mental fitness. And that was never taught in school. The only thing that was taught in grade school and up through, you know, continued um, schooling was about physical fitness. It was never talked about, like, what is happening up here? The most important, you know, like, <laughs> our brains, what is is functioning everything, you know, and um and i i hope that that's changing i i think it's maybe changing not enough to where it needs to be but like with the state of where mental health is right now it is something that needs to be talked about and needs to be developed and i think um coaches the ones that you're talking about realize that if you're not getting this figured out up here the baskets aren't going in like the ball isn't being thrown, you know, because you got too much happening as far as like thoughts or emotions or whatever going on up here. You got to get this right. And then everything else on the on the court or on the field will like, you know, just happen. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's and it, it can't I don't feel it can be done anymore by just brute force. Right, so, right, right. Well, and I know I, I, I shared this with you too, but this is where I think um, we're seeing all these things string together because mm -hmm. as I relaxed after we had a, an excellent uh, three-day session with, with a client um, in, yeah. our, in our leadership development program last week in Boston and all kind of the the um, energy and, yeah. uh, you know, um, adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline, I think is the better word that we put into that. I was attempting to relax this weekend. And so I, I tried <laughs> to find a, a documentary. I love how you say attempting to relax. <laughs> well, I think that's what, <laughs> I think that's what humans do. <laughs> so I, was like, I think there's this thing, I think there's this thing called Netflix and chill. Wait, that's the ice cream. So I, I turned on, I turned on Netflix and, and I love, I love watching documentaries and, and I had had this documentary on my list to watch for a long time, but it was the, the Mr. Rogers uh, oh, yeah. documentary, yeah. Um, you know, um, and, and we'll make sure we, we put a, you know, we put reference to that in the show notes as well, but it was the actual documentary of the, um, the, you know, the, the public broadcasting, Mr. Fred Rogers, who did the children's show for that many decades and that I grew up on. Right. And I really enjoyed the, um, the, uh, the documentary. And in particular, 
and, and I, you and I talked about this briefly, I'll, I'll make sure that I share the specific clip with you. You know, yeah. he was attempting to save um, PBS from, from not having funding. So he was mm -hmm. testifying before the US Senate and he was telling, you know, what would seem to be kind of annoyed um, and process-based <laughs> senators um, about the value of the program that he uh, held every day or, th or that he produced every day. And he was talking about telling children that feelings are both mentionable and manageable, and that there's this wonderful thing that children can learn that is control. And that yeah. goes to that famous Viktor Frankl quote of being able to make a choice that the space between stimulus and response, and it's exactly what he was talking about, yeah. is can exhibit control when they're angry and instead of punching something and, and hurting themselves or, or punching right. a hole in the wall, they can choose control. And he has a song about that and he shares that and he absolutely melts the Senator and an almost direct from central casting, the Senator says, you've saved public television. You know, he says, you know, we're going to get it 20, $20 million. And it really looked staged because of, and, and we can get to Mr. Rogers sort of grace and, and gentlemanship at some other, yeah. at some other, episode but but it was wonderful that and i grew up on mr rogers and right. i remember singing those songs and i remember being a little boy and and being upset and like hurting myself you know hurting my hand when i'm slamming something and yeah. mr rogers and my father saying you have to find a way yeah. I remember I was, I was a little kid and, and my dad said you gotta you gotta count to 10 when you're so angry yeah. so you don't do something but it's yeah. the same thing and and, and you know I shared this with you as well. I thought that was just a cute little link between what we're talking about with positive intelligence, managing your emotions, bringing your emotions and feelings to work and, and working through it yourself. But I've had to use that clip from Mr. Rogers and the documentary with my own daughters who are yeah. late teens yeah. this week about how you control when the genes you want aren't out of the dryer <laughs> or, or whatever you're gonna, or whatever you're doing. And, how yeah. much the world needs that song and that message that the, yeah. that the kaleidoscope of feelings are both mentionable and manageable and yeah. how do you control your you know your your feelings so i just gave well, a lot back to you but <laughs> well, there there is an endless amount of triggers out there and and more than ever before because we're always connected you know so um you you have to take um, responsibility and control of your own feelings and emotions because, you know, if you get into this like, well, you know, ugh, you know, the politics or the TV, you know, whatever, the genes aren't done. It's like, you know, whether it's the genes not being done today or uh, a slow driver tomorrow or, you know, not being fast enough at the, you know, Culver's drive-through window, you know, there's so many, Things. So we have to figure out how we, you know, I use this word a lot, like self-regulate. Mm. And that's not an easy thing. That's not what we're taught in school. Mm. Like we're taught, taught about physical fitness, but we're not as much taught. I mean, I don't think it's really in the day-to-day -day, like a class yet, you know, even for my children, you know, so um, about the mental fitness and how, how to do that. Um, and it is, 
it is a thing. Like it is a practice. It's a ritual. Um, so Amanda, to that point, because I think you're someone that not only has spent a lot of time studying this, but practicing it. Mm-hmm. If you could share what, what are some of your daily practices that help, help you regulate? Um, and, and I think it's something that be, has become a routine for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's taken you probably from a self-regulation perspective at a point where you might not even recognize how annoyed you may have been before that, that that person dared, you know, send back that coffee through the drive through line because you're supposed to take it and go and whatever right. the, whatever the challenge was, but what are some yeah, of the And I'm someone that-, that like, I'm all about like, it is going to take me 10 minutes to get through this car wash, you know, and oh my goodness, the, the. The person took two minutes to get out here to even like get me checked off and not, you know, so I have really had to, you know, because of, of my saboturing, you know, thoughts, I've really had to like practice this, but, um, I would say there's kind of two sides of it. You know, the, the one is building up the self-awareness, building up the awareness about what is when you get fiery, when you get those hot emotions, you know, and whatever those are, if it's irritation and, and and being able to label it more than just like sad or pissed off, you know, so like, am I irritated? Am I frustrated? Am I in judgment about myself or others? Like, what is it? So that's mm-hmm. the one side is the awareness of it. And just even realizing that I'm in some sort of negative or hot emotion. Well, if I could just, uh, hopefully you've got that other side. Okay. (laughs) But for for this, for this side, it's a really wonderful point. And and I really want our, you know, the folks listening and and seeing the podcast to think about this, because the more that I have recognized the nuances um, within my own, uh, within my own feelings, it's been so valuable. We've been on you know, this entrepreneurship journey now for, for you for several years, for me yeah. now for more than a year. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of, of, uh, <laughs> of new feelings I'm having now, you know, but really, you, about, right. Yeah. You're like, you're talking and, to yourself and like, ah, trying to manage everything. <laughs> right. Just, I keep looking for my boss and my boss just, you know, is not around. And so, but, but really <laughs> like thinking to, to myself, because there is wonderful value to sort of the system to rail against. And when there is no system, it requires kind of an immediate, <laughs> that, that, that arrow comes right back to me. And what I'll tell you is right. that, so what I've been realizing more recently, as we've had these conversations, you know, as we coach, mm-hmm. as we work, is that many of my feelings are concern about my ignorance. Or, or sadness or frustration about my own ignorance where I don't know a certain thing, whether that's a financial process, whether that's a certain sales process or a tax right. process or whatever it is yeah. in, in, in labeling that saying, wait a minute, what I'm really just upset about is that I'm not educated on this. Right. And then when I can turn and get educated and I kind of have a pile of books on yeah. various things out in front of me, Right. It settles me down and I'm like, oh, that was why you weren't just angry or ranting for ranting's sake. It was because you you felt underwater. I felt underwater on a certain answer I felt I needed to know and didn't know. 
And so right. then there's kind of power in an action that I can then take to respond to that. And yeah. it's been it's been working faster. So yeah, so which, but you were able to like stop those thoughts and emotions, right? And say, well, hold on, let me like get a bit of clarity here, provide that space between you know that stimulus and response and say like you know well how have i um gotten through this or worked through this in the past and it's through like educating yourself right the same for me i mean it, i'm just so involved in like learning about this like kind of our um just how the brain works and how we can like change these neural pathways and and just be better humans, you know, so I pour myself into um, podcasts and YouTube, you know, clips and, and all of that. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm not as frustrated. I'm like, Oh, okay, like, it's just uh, hugely, but you first have to recognize the space that you're in. Right. right? And right. so many times we just kind of keep plowing through, or just like, eh, and you know, move on and not even like, take a minute to pause and say, like, hold on, like, how can I how can I make that switch? Right, right. Well, or you don't move on and you consider that little molehill to be a mountain and you just turn yeah. back like, well, hey, it was a mountain in front of me. There's no way I could have I could have traversed that. And that's even the, the bigger tragedy. Okay, so you told me about sort of that one side, being able to self-regulate and being aware. What's the yeah. other side? So it is um, figuring out what, uh, contemplative practices that are um, things that you do that fill you up or that help you get more grounded and just like at ease with things. So one of the things that I started doing right as um, we kind of went into to COVID three years ago was yoga and just in my home, you know, YouTube yoga, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, whatever. And it wasn't, um, and because I have, I have a hard time journaling and I would have a hard time getting into a practice of meditation because I'm just, you know, it just wasn't for me, but yoga was my way of kind of meditating while still doing something because like I, I need to be kind of feeling like I'm, you know, doing something you know but it it helped in um i don't know just from from many aspects but it really helped to like calm my thinking and just kind of get me grounded um walking you know going out i i live on you know a couple acres here and in the country and so lots of cornfields and you know just quietness so just being able to get out and go for a walk with my little dog um, is a way to now a lot of times I'll like be listening to something like a podcast that I really enjoy, but even more so it's it's recommended to just not listen to anything and just like be really open to the surroundings and listening to whatever is out in nature. Well, um, so what does that what does that do? Because you know I know there are some viewers, some listeners that are going to say, and and what does that get me? Like you know what what. What sort of keys does that, you know, to what doors does that open? So just yeah, I was talking with a client just this week that um, she was saying, you know, like, just Monday, 
like I just was not productive. Like I was just not having a good day. And I just like chose to sit at my desk and just to continue to plow through and feel uh and still not be productive. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I it's like, well, again, did you have the awareness to like catch yourself? I don't know that she did in the moment until later. I said, what are the things like I know I felt that way? And I said, if I can pull myself away and just say, you know what, I'm gonna take a 30 minute walk, you know, or a 30 minute whatever, you know, just to pull away to get myself out of this like ah. and um always, always, whenever I do that and can pull away and just go for a walk and come back, the it's just more clear. Mm. It's just that time to like put space and for me it without I mean in just about every situation it helps to just change things as far as the the path that I was going down which was maybe like a a, um even in cases where I'm I'm working on the self-regulating side of things if I can catch it and just get up from my desk get out of this like zone environment that we're all in if i can remove myself from the situation and go sit in a chair and just even do three minutes of breathing or something just to do a reset i use this on my son you know like he's in this like you know he's going down a path and you can see all of a sudden he's spiraling because like he's not getting something like it's not clicking for him whatever the homework assignment is and he, you know, all of a sudden it's just like, you can see the hot emotion just coming up. I try and, um, you know, get him. I say, let's, let's move. Let's go out on the porch. And sometimes I have to like <laughs> pull him away and, and force him out the door. But I'm like, let's just move, you know, and get out on the porch, look out to the horizon, you know, change the conversation. I say like, let's go for a four-wheeler ride or, you know, whatever. Let's just get out of this take 15 minutes and then come back. It's enough to just to do that self-regulation and switch your brain. And then all of a sudden he looks at his homework and he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know how to do this. You know? So yeah. it, 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 you have to recognize it though first and then right. have that mental strength to say like, I can take, you know, two minutes and you know, whatever. Yes. And whatever what the practice want- is. Yeah. Yes, and and what I like about your idea, that's my uh, that's a, that's a you know that's a positive intelligence yes. tool there, and just like you said, and I think I I walked on what you said as you said it was whatever it is you know. I think in in times past I have listened to various advice givers, whoever that might be, whether it's personal, professional, whatever, that say, you know what you need to do everybody needs to play tennis you know everybody needs to do this one thing you know brushing with your opposite hand you know spinning around five times in front of the mirror and giving yourself a whatever it is at the start of every day it's like whatever (laughs) which which is my ritual by the way no um it whatever it is as long as it is something that is grounding and that that helps, just like you had said, sort of grounds you and removes you from the anxiety of the moment or the pressure of the moment or the stuckness of the moment. I have some rituals I'm going through. I had some 
mantras I'm reading every morning. Yeah. And I'm obviously doing um, some positive intelligence reps that I do throughout the day. Sometimes they're with an app. Sometimes they're on my own as I'm driving or as I'm, you know, right. getting a coffee, whatever it is. And sometimes I thought to myself, well, is this the perfect thing? And immediately I'm thinking, if it's working for me, yes, yeah. other people, hold your breath 90 seconds, pass out on the floor, find, you know, like everyone for themselves. Right. And and I, I guess, you know, my ability to float above, you know, above the clouds, I'm not there yet. And maybe I have yeah. to introduce some other real, you know, real sophisticated and, and you know, existential yeah. exercise to get there. But at least as the human being that I am, what I'm at least trying to subscribe to is helping. And, and it goes to that funny yeah. conversation we've had about physical fitness, right? Some people say, yeah. You know, I'm going to work out. I'm going to travel a half hour to the gym. I'm going to spend seven hours a day at the gym. I'm going to train like a professional boxer. If I can't do that seven hours a day, you know, what's the point? It's like, use the stairs, use the stairs, try to do one or two things. You you do that every single day for consistency's sake. And and you at least started a regimen and and, and started a neural pathway, by the way. And it's, it's a couple things. You know, first of all, like the last thing that you want to do is beat yourself up. So, you know, it's like, oh, I did, I said I was going to do this and I didn't do this. So you have to make it um, work for you, whatever, you know, grounds you and gives you that kind of clear, clear mind is what works for you. And, and it changes for me throughout the year, you know, in the summertime, I like to get out, you know, on the country roads and go for a bike ride. And, and whenever I do that while listening to like, you know, a podcast, I always come back like with like new insights um in the in the winter time that's when i might switch to doing strength training because it's like i don't go outside once it gets below like 60 degrees and too cold <laughs> and and i live in illinois and it gets really cold here in the winter so you know there i might spend less time doing yoga in the summer because i'm out walking more but like now i'm getting back into it you know there are times that you know, again, I think in the wintertime, I like to cozy up, cozy up with a blanket and maybe do some journaling, but I am not, it, it's almost more um, intermittent, you know, when I'm like, I need to, like, I need to use this modality now. So, and what I've gotten better at is not beating myself up to be like, you signed up for that strength training for the whole year to go twice a week and you never went once in, you know, the summertime. but. She, I beat myself up, but then I caught myself. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So, um, and I have one of the the new things that I, I, you know, I have been using the Calm app to do 10 minutes of meditation every morning. Um, that's a new, that's a new thing for me because it was really hard for me. But, but if you research it, everybody will say the benefits of meditation are like, huge um but it has to work for you you know and and so that's that's where just find what works for you and and if it's seasonal let it be seasonal you know like what works now will then end up turning into something else later i'm assuming do you feel that way do you have kind of different things that you go to and we're always growing and learning too so like all of a sudden it's like oh here's the next thing that i'm going to try 
Yes, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, certainly it's, uh, and that's the thing is I'm trying not to judge the journey I'm on because I, I know that I'm, yeah. you know, I'm on a choo-choo train as opposed to a locomotive, but, <laughs> but, but I'm glad I'm on the train. <laughs> this is back to a Mr. Rogers analogy. So, uh, uh-huh. it's coming full circle. So just as we, as we close out this episode on, on feelings and, and emotions, final thoughts. Yeah. It's the hard space and it's where the work is. I mean, it really is. So uh, that's why it's like for any leader organization that's like, eh, that's not me. It can't not be you. Like it really can't because um, it's just our human nature. And whatever we can do to help people get on that journey to like calm their thoughts, it's it's everything that helps you be uh, a better human being, a, a better um, partner, a, a better parent, a stronger leader. I mean, it's it's and emotions are are everything, and how we can um accept them and recognize them and and label them in the right place so we can understand them more it's like really understanding them more and then um and then regulating them in a way that that works best for us excellent well thank you thank you i enjoyed this thoroughly (laughs) i'm all like warm emotions about this Good, good. Well, we will talk next time. Great talking to you as always. We'll as always. Time. It's always fun. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Bye. Bye.